Hello and welcome to Trust and Evil. I'm Bryony. And I'm Sam. And today we're number... 22. 22. 22. 22. And we are on your case. My case, which is Fred and Rosemary West. Yes, and we went into the kind of background, I guess, last case. Yeah, I've got some more background on them this case. Okay. Um... But it's sort of like them together, background on them together, how they started, right. how they fell in love. So much love they had for each other. The love is strong. The love is so strong. If you have love like this, it's not love. It's I feel like Sonny should be singing in the background somewhere. What, in this case? Well, no, I was just joking. Oh, well, don't ruin Celine. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry, I take it back. Sorry, Celine. I'm going to see Celine. Celine if I make it. Yeah, if you make it. You didn't make it to... Um... Boobs. boobs. My mate boobs. Boobler. Right, anyway, I'm going to go straight in with a audio clip because... Um, Why not? Don't want to get us a zero staff talking mm-hmm. at the beginning about shit. Um, but what I will say is it's a bit jumpy on the audio clips because I'm trying to piece it all together as much as I can. That the two gelled sexually, um, probably almost from the off, really, probably saved Rose her life. To start off with, I think she could have easily become another victim. She's using him for what she wants, a little perks. He's driving around in his car and she's feeling much older. She can tell her girlfriends at school or wherever it is, or my, my boyfriend's older. All the time learning from Fred, who was a willing teacher and enjoying every minute of it. This was the cocktail that was going to start to put the bomb together that would soon explode. So I touched on it in the last case. So basically, Rose moved pretty much straight in with Fred. She moved into a caravan park where they lived together. Now, Fred had two children from his first marriage. Okay. Now, this marriage was supposed to be a convenience of marriages, but that's his word because we don't have her word for it. So we have Fred's two daughters. So we've got Amory and we've got his stepdaughter, Charmaine. Rose become a willing childminder to Fred's daughters. She... She saw that they were neglected. I mean, he was bringing them up. He... Neglected by who? By so, Fred. Right. So they, you know, they they didn't have clean clothes on. They they were dirty. They, right. you know, they just looked fucking neglected, basically. Um, she treated them with love. She cared for them. She gave them the affection. Okay. On several occasions in the early days so with the relationship. The moment, sounds awesome. Yeah, Rose is fucking amazing. Okay. Like, Rose is like the best stepmom you could want. Okay, so yeah, so at the early stages, she would make Fred take the girls out on fun days out. They would go like wild flower picking, they'd have campfires, they'd roast marshmallows. Like, they lived in caravan lovely. parks, so like it's perfect, yeah. isn't it? And uh, happy ever after. Yeah, and the sure. case. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Goodbye. No, no. No, anyway, so yeah, so Rose did play the loving stepmom to both girls, yeah. and both girls said to have loved her. Um, within weeks of them first all meeting because bear in mind it's happened very very fast so okay. fred would do this a lot he'd find people um to and he'd use people kids, yeah guess, he'd yeah. use young girls and it was easy and like we've played in that clip definitely rose would have been uh one of his victims oh if they hadn't have had good sex i suppose oh, and and i guess the age 
discrepancy. Well, he had a lot of young girls, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd use them, like I said, he'd use them to look after his children. And as soon as they didn't serve a purpose, he didn't want that them around it, anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't like, see you later, bye, I don't want you, leave me. He's like, it's so not Basically, it's like hire a babysitter, but date them so you don't have to pay them. And then kill them, oh. sort of thing, yeah. So, yeah, so basic, so, yeah, so within weeks of the first meeting, Rose had left her job. Um, this was at a bread shop to become a full-time nanny to Charmaine and Amory. This decision was made that the agreement that Fred would provide her with su- sufficient money to give to her parents to convince them that she was still working at the bread shop. Okay. Because obviously, you know, her mum and dad are like, you fucking go to work and give us your money, bitch. Okay. And I think it was quite like that in those times. Oh, Everyone yeah. sort of chipped in, didn't yeah. they? And, I mean, her parents weren't the best. They were probably, I mean, that did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you went to work and, I mean, I never went to work because we were fucking mummied. But, you know, if we did go to work, <laughs> our parents wouldn't have asked us for our money. Yeah. But I, you there was, kid, yeah, yeah, there was kids that I knew that had to do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. Yeah. And so one day, <laughs> Rose's mum is said to have gone into the bread shop and obviously, Rose was like, there. Where's Rose? And it's like, yeah. Rose, what? She fucking quit. So <laughs> so they're raging, basically. They're like, you're lying. You're lying to us. Can you imagine the, the embarrassment you go yeah. in? You're like, I was after some free bread. Like, <laughs> where's my door? And then Rose thought it'd be a good idea to introduce Fred to her mum and dad. And bear in mind that she's besotted with him. She thinks he's fucking amazing yeah. at this stage. And they can tell that they, they weren't impressed. They knew he was shady. They knew. She could do a lot better, you know. At the end of the day, she's still their child. Yeah. So they would do want the best for her. Um, they told Rose that they thought Fred was a liar and no good for her. They told Rose that she had to stop seeing Fred. Let's not forget that there was a 15-year age gap between them. So it's mm-hmm. quite a big age gap, you know. She is At only that 15. age as well, she's very young. Like I said, if she was in her 40s or 30s, maybe even 20s, and that was that age gap, I wouldn't be quite so, like, mm. Yeah. But when she's that young, it's it's suspicious. Yeah, definitely. You want to know what this older man wants with your child. And also as well, she's given up her job to look after his children. Mm-hmm. Like what parents going to be like, yeah, good choice. Well, I guess there are nannies and stuff, so that's cool. But, but she's not a fucking nanny, is she? She's, no. You know, 24-hour babysitter. Yeah. For probably, well, how much has she got paid in a bread shop? Not a lot. Rose's parents asked their daughter time and time again to stop dating Fred, but she said no, basically. Mm-hmm. She was she gonna do what him. she wanted to do, yeah. Prompting them to go visit Gloucestershire Social Services to explain that the fifteen year old daughter was having a sexual relationship with an older man and that they had heard rumours that she, he had begun to engage in prostitution at Fred's caravan, which um, I don't know how true that is. I right. imagine it probably is true, if I'm honest, because you can see it. Yeah, you can see it, can't you? Yeah. yeah. And 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 actually going forward, this is something that they like to do anyway. Like yeah. he liked to watch her have sex and she yeah. liked to earn money so having not? sex. So yeah. yeah. Rose ended up in a home for troubled teens. She was allowed home at weekends to see her family. She would go see her family quickly and then where would she go? Oh, I'm We've all been there. Not to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. She'd off she trot to to see Little Fred. And, boy. and like obviously knowing what we know happened to the children and stuff like she probably did care for them at some stage ish right. so maybe she just wanted to go and see them 
give her the benefit of the doubt okay. at the minute, you know? She's probably like loved I want them a little to, bit. I know how it ends. But... <laughs> so when Rose was 16, they couldn't hold her in the home any longer because obviously she's 16. Yeah. So Fred, and Fred was in prison at this time, and she has said that she went home to her mum and dad. She got on a lot better with her mum and dad. I'm not quite sure where the children were when he went to prison. Right. I don't know because it's not like it is now. Like, children would go into care, you'd come it's out, yeah. and then they'd go, there's your children back, you know? Right. Carry on with your life sort okay. of thing. And that is that did happen back then. So yeah, I imagine, yeah, yeah. you know, it's probably what happened. But soon, as soon as he was out of prison, off she went to see Fred. That was it. She was back with Fred. So her relationship with her family broke down pretty quickly. I mean, it's going to, isn't it? They don't want her to be with Fred. That's what she's intent on doing. So they just completely were just like... I think they pretty much cut her out from then on. So go. So she was on her own or with Fred. I think she was allowed to come back if she stopped seeing him. But I think as far as they were concerned, if she was seeing Fred, then... So it was us or or him. Yeah. Which, you know, as parents, you have to sometimes make those shit decisions. It's shit, but you do. Yeah, it does. But also... if you tell someone not to touch the red button, what are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. So not long after Fred and Rose were together, Fred moved the two children in with them and he expected Rose to become their mother and pretty much do everything. So this they moved all in together officially. Right. She was old enough now, so it could be official. How old was she? She's 16 now. Right. So she's officially allowed to live with him. Like No one can do anything about it. Okay. He's like, I'm not going to pay you anymore. You're going to look after these children. Oh, so... And I'm going to go to work. We are together. Yeah. You are mother. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so that's basically how how that, you know, that's how did he the thought. Girl, or did the girl... Was it girls? Was it boys? Two girls. So did, did they see her as the mother? I don't think they had a lot of choice. Mm, I don't think they was, had the best upbringing anyway, you know? No. You, you know, he wasn't... You can probably tell he's not going to be the best dad. Right. So, I mean, they didn't have a lot of choice. It was, that's so just the way it this is. this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, do it or fuck off. Right, I'm just going to play you a clip because this bit here is a bit... I just want... Basically, I need you to hear it, basically. It's just so, like, you've just mind-boggled you how all of this went down, how he'd, like, manipulate people, get them to do what he mm-hmm. wanted to do, the, the what the two younger children, sorry, just burped, went through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to play you a clip now. Childhood for the two little girls was far from traditional. Weena and he had a very on and off life together. Sometimes they were together, sometimes they weren't. Sometimes he had both the children, sometimes these children were in foster care. Occasionally Weena took the children, mostly if they weren't in care, they were with Fred. Fred found a succession of young women to look after them. It was a very um, up and down, strange life. This turbulent relationship finally reached breaking point in 1965. Rena feared for her own safety and fled back to Scotland. Fred had been happy to let her go, but not the children, and he'd already recruited 16-year-old Anna McFall to act as their nanny. Anne McFall, Fred always maintained, was the, in his words, the love of his life. In fact, uh, when he was in prison awaiting trial before he committed suicide, he wrote a great big sort of... Um, catalogue of his relationship with Anne McFall, um, which he entitled, um, I Loved an Angel. But the angel was soon to fall when she became pregnant with West's child. She became effectively a problem to to Fred, an obstruction who had to be removed. 
it sounds extraordinarily callous, but um, Fred was the kind of man who, if a woman presented a problem, uh, she effectively would be removed from his life. Anna McFall was last seen in the July of 1967. Fred West would have thought that people were disposable because as far as he was concerned, other people were instruments uh, to be used. So there would be no ethical boundaries. He decided that he'd had enough of her and that uh, she was surplus to his requirements and as cold-blooded as this may seem, he destroyed her and buried her. So that was Anne McFall. Anne McFall was basically around the same time as Rose, just a little bit before, and she was his nanny. And then, like I say, she got pregnant, and he was like, well, I don't really want another kid, because I've already got two. Right. Uh, what am I going to do with you? So he decided to kill her. Um, she was buried in not a very deep grave, actually, and he buried a few people there, so he quite liked Oh, that. so she wasn't just buried, like... She wasn't buried in the house. They hadn't moved into no, the house No, I mean, yet. she wasn't buried since she died and she was buried. No, right. she was buried. And when they found her body, um, her head wasn't on her body, so he'd oh, cut yeah, her yeah, head yeah. off. So how she died, I mean, she was found 27 years later, so... Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and, and she was pregnant at the time, so, you know. Yeah. And he's saying that she was the love of his life. Well, if she's the love of your life, maybe what, what I wonder if he's saying that is... She might be the love of his life, but she wasn't what he wanted. She was too pure, too nice for him. She was like... She didn't have the sick undertones that he did. Yeah, and he would never have been able to do what he did. But he probably would have done, that's the thing. Probably Mm -hmm. could have got away with it and she would never have questioned him. Yeah. So, yeah. But she wouldn't have joined in with him. No. That's the difference. Yeah, and I think he needed somebody. Yeah. And I think he'd met Rose at this time as well and sort of realised that actually... I don't love her as much, but... Yeah. She's going to... Do what I want to do. Be on my sick yeah, wavelength. Yeah, exactly. That's what I get from it. I don't know, but that's how I feel. So anyway, so we're sort of going to and from. So we were on about the children now. So I'm going to play you a clip regarding the children so you can understand okay. a bit more of what's going through. And I will um, obviously tell you where I'm getting this from because this is a really interesting YouTube video that I found. All so right. just give me a second. So now we've got Rose living with Fred. Obviously, her family still are not keen on this, Rose's okay. family. They don't want this to happen. So Rose's dad calls social services again right. and asks for Rose to be removed and placed into a foster care as she is pregnant. Pregnant. And even though she's 16, because she is pregnant, they can now do something about it. Because okay. although legally you can be pregnant at 16, obviously, if you are 16, you are young and you are having a baby, then, you know, social services can step in. All right. Um, they social services told Rose if you abort the baby, then you can stay with Fred. So she was like, "Cool, right, I'll do that." That's what I'm going to do. Did she how? She just went running straight back to Fred. And so by this time, her family are just like, "There's nothing more we can do. No matter what we do, we she's going to go back to him." Yeah. And I think they did really try. I think they did actually try. But again, it's hard, isn't it? Like, if you really you love can't somebody, make people do what you want them to do. No. So and obviously. With all this pressure, so they decided that's it, we're going to leave. So they vacated Ch- Cheltenham flat. They vacated the Cheltenham flat and relocated to a ground floor flat of a two-storey house at Mid Lane Road in Gloucestershire. Okay. Okay, so now they've moved. Her family don't know where they are, so hopefully they can just get on. 
Um, on the 17th of October, 1970, Rose gave birth to her first daughter. They named her Heather Ann. Okay. So, speculation. This is speculation. Right. I've not speculation. seen this. This is just out there. Is that Heather is actually Rose's father's baby. I don't think that's true. But it could... Could be true. Yeah, I'd love them to do a DNA test. Or maybe they have done one. Maybe they've done one. Maybe. They don't have to release it. No, you know, no. they don't have to release it. They could have done one and ruled it out. So, and I imagine if she was his ba- baby, then we'd all know about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, two months later, Fred was in pr- prison for a car theft. So, theft of tyres, theft of cars. Just, just general General car being a junkie lad. Yeah. yeah. Tax discs. Remember tax discs? Yeah. You know? <laughs> just put them in your window and everything. <laughs> he was imprisoned until the 24th of June, 1971. As he served a six and a half month sentence, Rose, who was just turned 17 at this stage, mm-hmm. so she's looking after three children. One, a baby that's hers. Yeah. She's got, obviously, she's got Charmaine and she's got Anne-Marie. Okay. Being told to refer to Rose as their mother. So these children have now got to refer yeah. to Rose as All their mother. All purposes, she's mum. And she was strict. Like, she was like, you're going to fucking do Mind what I say. Yeah, and, and that is it. to be 17 and have that about you, I think. You, you're... Yeah. Now I'm going to play you a clip. You're formidable, and... aren't you? Yeah, so I'm going to play you a clip and it's going to conf... not confuse you, but it's going to be like, what? Because the clip basically says that, I should say it before it's played, basically it's saying that because she had learned difficulties, she would sort of get on better with children. Right. But she was also a really authoritative mother. So I'm like... The thing is, I think, yeah, I get... The learning difficulties and getting on with children thing, but if you're a sadistic ness, is that a word? Narcissistic. Yeah, whatever it is on top of that. No, you're not going to get on with children because no. it's not the same. No, but the, he, he sort of contradicts himself because he's saying how she does and how she would sort of want to dress them up as dolls and do this and that and the other and stuff right. like that. But I think actually what's happened is these children aren't babies anymore. They're not five, six. They're sort of, sort of seven, eight years old and they're answering back and she's like... I'm your fucking yeah. mum, you do so as I as say. As soon as they can actually think for themselves and, to a degree where they can go, oh, actually, no, I don't agree Yeah, with that. and like, also, Ding. as well, you've got to think, so she's 17, she's got three children, she's got no fucking money, mm-hmm. Fred's fucked off to prison because he's a twat. It's not an easy situation to be in for the best parents, no, is it? No, and obviously, like, there would be, like, food stamps and stuff like that. I think it was called food stamps back then, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? And so, things like that, but it's, like, it's not going to be a lot. You're not going to no. get a load. So she's probably fucking really stressed to be fair yeah. like anyone would be in that situation and then you throw in like you say that you're a fucking fuck up and it just makes you worse yeah so right so we'll play this clip like i said it's a bit confusing but there you'll you see what i mean this was very very new to rose she was very young however she did like children but possibly not in the way that most adults would like children. For Rose, um, she'd always had a kind of learning disability and a slight intellectual challenge. And she found it much easier to sort of deal with small children. Um, And she didn't like the kind of conflict of being challenged. So therefore, she would treat children more as kind of dolls, toys. Um, They were kind of still objectified. I remember asking her whether she ever breastfed. And she said, oh no tits were for fucking not for you know breastfeeding children so you know there was this thing that made me wonder about uh, you know a mother's milk 
was something alien to, to Rose. Rose was a very, very strict disciplinarian for all the, the West children. Their upbringing was uh, very, very regimented. They were taken off to school. Uh, they were never, ever encouraged to, to make friends in the, the community. Rose ruled the, the West children with, a, with an iron rod. The child that suffered the most was eight-year-old Charmaine. Sometime in the June of 1971, while Fred West was coming to the end of a nine-month prison sentence for theft, Charmaine disappeared. Once Rose had killed Charmaine, then she is, of course, equally guilty. So she could not claim just to be an unwilling accomplice once she's done that. She has to continue. This was, as it were, a shared experience. It is incredibly bonding, but um, in this case, bonding in immorality, because having disposed of a problematic, challenging child, uh, which might have disrupted the relationship between Fred and Rose, then, as it were, nothing could be ruled out in terms of eliminating other factors that could threaten their relationship. One of these factors was Charmaine's real mother, Rena. She came looking for her child, and that, I'm afraid, sealed her fate because she could not... Charmaine was not there, Charmaine was dead. The only solution was to murder Rena. Rena was last seen alive in the autumn of 1971. Her dismembered remains were found in Letterbox Field in Much Markle. Anna McFall already lay next door, degraded and discarded by West. For Frederick West, this will have been his little playground. This would be an area he was very familiar with, an area that he probably played in as a child, and it's an area that he can find readily. It has practical reasons. It has a tree, it has a signpost, and it can be found easily. Right, so I just want to say, so where I'm getting this information from, where you're hearing this audio from, they're called Born to Kill on YouTube. Okay. Very good documentary, to be fair to watch. So anyway, so, so that was a lot of information in one little clip. So you've yeah. got... Fred's gone to prison, right? So he's fucked off to prison. I'm doing this with no notes now, guys. You have to bear with it. So Fred's gone to prison. He's he, She's stressed. She's got three children. Although I must say that actually it is said that Charmaine suffered most of the abuse because yeah. she was the one that answered back the most. Yeah. So Anne-Marie was sort of this quiet one. Which sort of the, And she would pretty much torture these children like they were made to sort of stand with their arms out for hours on end and if they put them down she'd hit them with like um wooden spoons and do you know what i mean she wasn't fucking nice to them um you know they were dirty they weren't really cared for they didn't eat a lot they were skinny so yeah so but it was it was charmaine that was the worst affected because she was the one that would answer back and um she could she could make amory cry quite easily but with charmaine she she couldn't and there's a, a documentary i watched i'm going back um about six months ago so it might be a bit sketchy on the details but one of their friends said like she remembers looking for them and she could see them being hit and stuff and she oh. could see amory was crying and charmaine just just stood there like you could see she said had this blank look on her face like she was just zoning out yeah and that was her coping mechanism yeah she'd just gone to a different place yeah and i'm thinking fucking fair play to you love like i really you had to do to survive yeah yeah Yeah. but obviously rose didn't like this so the and and she was the one that had to go yeah and i think she was basically 
tortured to death. Yeah, because Rose uh, couldn't get to her because mm-hmm. she took herself to this place. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that's hit the hardest and, and that's what happens when yeah. these children know if they cry, they're going to get punished. So if they don't cry, they get punished. They can't fucking win. No, there's no right answer, no, is there? No, when you've got two children, it's very rare that you're... Con- it's very rare that you do the same abuse <clears throat> to two children. It's more you focus on one child. Thing is, I think you get to know what affects them most, and you play yeah. to that, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And and like, like I said, like no excuse, like absolutely no excuse at all. But she has just got a new baby. Like I said, she's had a new baby. She's got two children that aren't even her children. She's been pretty much forced to look after these kids. Mm. Uh, but their mother would have come and and took them. That she would have come and took them away. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't given that opportunity because they wanted the power over yeah. especially Fred wanted the power over it's like you went off I'm having these children you're not having them so then uh, Rena came back looking for the children yeah she came back she I mean she was an island I don't know I'm doing this with no notes so you will have to bear with me okay. she came back looking for them and um, obviously there's a problem because we've killed one of your children mm-hmm. but also hold on so scratch go back two seconds so Rose didn't actually discard of Charmaine's body she put her they were in like the bottom floor flat and they had like the cellar yeah so she just chucked her in the cellar Don't so she, yeah. yeah and then when Fred got home he had to get rid of her okay but I say don't think they've ever found her body I have to go I have to yeah search that up but I don't think they've ever found her body um so anyway yeah so Fred's got rid of her so now they're both in it together she's killed her you've got rid of her but okay. he didn't give a shit no he didn't care Either. And for him, I don't know if she knew about anyone else that he killed at this stage. I reckon she did. I reckon she had an inkling that he killed before. Yeah. Don't you? I don't know. I, I, imagine I, I, if think, you, I think she probably did. Imagine if I don't know. your Tim was in prison and you killed his child. And he came, and then he came back out, and he was like, "No fuck, skipping." Yeah, I'd be like, mm. "But wouldn't you? Do you not or think maybe before he's just really, really sadistic?" I, I don't know. I reckon. He, he, I can't. Yeah. I just think is it's. I guess it's. We said it so many times before. It's trying to get in the mind of these people, which is what we always try to do. It really is to see if we can see any way where they thought this was okay. Yeah. But in stories like this, there's no way where this is okay. No. So you can't get into the headspace of these no, people no, you can kind of go oh i can see what they thought but you can't think quite like them or you can't get in a pile where you could almost imagine how you think like that yeah of course no i agree actually you can't can you no no that's true so she came back she's looking for them one's there one's not although it's difficult because obviously we've got a witness to this abuse and killing because right. we've got Anne Maria that can that has obviously yeah. you know told us told a story because otherwise without her we would they would never have known what happened no. you know um so she comes back looking and like I said they haven't got they've only got one child so yeah so I don't know who decided it I don't know if Fred I don't know if Rose I don't know if they both decided it but they decided that obviously they have to kill her now because. She's going to be She's a problem. Them. She will cause them a problem. So they killed her. And then the mum. The mum. Yeah, Rena. Rena, sorry. Yes, they killed Rena and they buried her at Letterbox Field. Yeah. But he'd also buried Anne at Letterbox Field. Right. So he's so got... This isn't the only one. No, like I said, I don't know if I played it, but like he knew this area. He knew... 
he could get away with it. He, he knew it was quiet. Yeah. You know, he grew up there. Yeah. So, and for him, he can go back to it. Obviously, when we go on further and he's there then, obviously burying them in in their house, mm-hmm. he's got them right there. Yeah. But I think and also, it's in... a bit more easier to be like, boom, that's in your house. Yeah, exactly. Well, you say that. Well, yeah. Where would I be? You know. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, do you know what? Just knock up an extension and we'll fit <laughs> six bodies under there. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Literally. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be if I go missing. <laughs> <laughs> if you go missing, I've got an extension. Yeah. I know where you are. That's where I am. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it, yeah, I just think, I don't know. But obviously, they can't, they couldn't have kept burying them out on that field. No. They would have been caught a lot faster. They weren't too smart, though, were they? Because well, they got away with it for a long fucking time. Well, yeah, and they weren't. Was that just the time? Yeah. I for sure think it was just if the time. If they'd done that now... Well, they wouldn't have got away with it, would they? Because no. there's so many ring doorbell cameras and cameras and, and people and, just, and social media yeah. and, and you, all that comes into play yeah. when you've got girls going missing. And, like, there's ones where, like, a mum's gone looking for her child and knocked on the door... And Rose has answered the door in her clothes and been like, don't know you're on about. Mm. And she's like, I'm sure my daughter's got that skirt and those shoes and that top. I mean, I by no means say the police or media or whoever, like the way they report on crime, it's not the same across the board. It's just not. We get no. it all the time. Some cases hit the media harder because of whatever reason. There's cases that are out there just generally all the time. And there's cases that aren't. And we we get a lot of backlash, don't we, on the ones that are? Because yeah, and that's good in a way, because no matter what you're talking about, it still gets them out there. Yeah, we get like when I put certain things up on Facebook, mm-hmm. I'll get someone comment. If you don't comment on it, then it won't give airtime. Yeah. Like, it's not me that's after airtime, darling. No, <laughs> these cases do need it, and and. Even the cases that are out there, out there, out there all the time, they still need that airtime. Even this case today, because there could be somebody somewhere that listens to this or another podcast covering it or something on the telly and and knows something and goes, do you know what, I'm going to come forward, I'm going to say something now. What I'm trying to say is for every case that is out there all the time, there are so many more cases that aren't. Mm -hmm. We want to highlight all of them and if... It's oh, what am I trying to say? It's good in a way for the cases that are, I a guess, bigger. media, media friendly. Yeah, yeah. It's great because all those cases deserve their time. Yeah, they do, and they yeah. deserve their to find out what went on. They deserve for the killers to be known, especially. Yeah. But they also help to get the smaller cases out there. Even if it's just for crappy people like us, yeah, that cover these minuscule cases. So then we say minuscule, but they're not really. They're... Not to family, they're no. not. Not to family. Obviously, this is a huge, huge case. Everyone knows this case. Yeah. But you, we've got cases that we've done that maybe nobody knows. Yeah. You know, that's what we're trying to do. And I think the reason why I selected these cases is because my sister went, "Oh, you should do that one," should, and I went, yeah. "Okay," because I didn't have. I I've got loads of cases to do, yeah. but you know. It's like the even though it's got... the more cases like this we do, the more we're heard. Mm-hmm. And, and I know this has got like obviously child cruelty, like rape, all that in it. It's not solely about just one child. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes when you do a case that's solely about one person, it fucking drains on you like emotionally, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And I think you yeah. sometimes you need a break away and from you that. You do get so invested in that one child. Yeah. 
yeah exactly and it just my biggest bugbear at the moment is when people say why didn't they say anything i'm like you think go back to being five six seven years old right and having someone scare the shit out of you mm-hmm. would you go and tell somebody no you mm-hmm. wouldn't especially if it's your parents scaring you you know you've got to go home to them yeah you know it's like these children in this case right here we're doing i'm sure they've got loads of things they wanted to say but how scared were they to go off and say something because who's going to believe them for yeah. starters what do they actually know as facts yeah or what do they think they know you know, I mean, these poor children must have gone through just a crazy life. Like, I feel so sorry for them. Yeah. You know, and the ones that have made something of their lives, fair play and to them. And there's only so much that police, social services or, or the bloody authorities, there's only so much they can do. Yeah, they can't just go and take a child away. No. It doesn't work like that. They can't just go, oh, actually, we think I'm being abused, take them. Yeah. doesn't work like that. Two people have phoned in now, so your child's no longer yours. Yeah. That's not the way it, it works. But then I wish it did, but then also no, I don't because there are cases where nothing is going on. But somebody but wants a to child, be an asshole. for whatever reason is saying that it did. Or somebody's got a vendetta against you in yeah. there saying that it did. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm gonna end this case here. So at the minute we've got three murders took taken place. Okay. And they've only really just got together. They haven't been together long. He's uh, still only 17, 18 years old okay. at this stage. Okay. Um, We've got a child and we've got two adults that have been murdered between them. And then I'm telling you now, this is crazy. This is what I mean. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do another part and and not say a lot about the victims, just skip yeah. through them. I want to actually say something about, about them. Victims, but it's yeah. so important that you get what they were like beforehand. Yeah. And if the, if the case, if the podcast is like, an hour and a half long is too long. You sort of need well, the information. Well, it is what it is. You listen to us so you don't. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Sam just summed it up. Couldn't yeah. say anything better. Yeah. And you either like us or you don't, all yeah. right? If you don't like us, get off a fucking Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> if you do like us, please join. <laughs> yeah. If you like us, join our Facebook page. It's just an evil. <laughs> and can say nice things about us because no one ever does. <laughs> and can you actually leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? Think you can leave a review on Spotify. She's looking at me like I know. I don't know. <laughs> I look at our Apple reviews actually, and we've got some nice ones. Yeah, so on that there. I don't look. You're in charge of it all. You don't understand any of it. No, yeah, we no, don't. No. Okay. And we did fucking rate. Oh my god, the countries we like charted in uh, Scandinavia. Yeah, we got. Oh wait, why went? Big up to all the Scandinavians. And who there. else? Um, there was some like ridiculous, not ridiculous countries. That's awful. But like countries that you'd never think you chart in. Um, but think, you're just thinking I'm English, and these people listen to us. In England, Lord. we're not. In England, we're not doing very oh, well. No. <laughs> the English people don't like us. Yeah, but that's because in England, our our voices are just like ah. Yeah, that's in, true. In in other countries, we're probably very exotic or something. Ooh, hello. <laughs> but yeah thank you for listening to us and we shall see you next week bye bye